The Bible tells us many things about the nature of God and the nature of humanity in God. We know that He is the Alpha, the Omega, our beginning and end, our shelter, our Savior, our peacemaker. But none of those things really express God as the personal God that He is. The Old Testament is full of examples of God's mercy, but usually these are told from afar. In the Old Testament we don't often read about those intimate moments with our Creator. But that changes in the New Testament. The Gospels are just the beginning of God's very personal love letter to us, but what exactly does that look like? Many of us know the verses in 1 Corinthians 13 4-8 but when we replace the commonly overused word love with God, for we know that God is love, an amazing transformation begins to take place. God is patient, God is kind, He does not envy, He does not boast, He is not proud. He does not dishonor others, He is not self-seeking, He is not easily angered, He keeps no record of wrongs. God does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. He always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. God never fails. These few seemingly short verses speak volumes about who our God is. Notice that this section of scriptures doesn't say that God never gets angry, but that He is not easily angered. In the Old Testament we read of the people of Israel sinning themselves into captivity again, and again, and again. God was angry at His people, but He also willingly forgave them when they repented of their sin. When we take time to study the scriptures we get a deeper understanding of just how rampant their disobedience was. The latter part of the book of Ezra describes how the Israelites went and took strange wives among them something that had been expressly forbidden many, many times. In Ezra 10:9, then all the men of Judah and Benjamin gathered themselves together unto Jerusalem within three days. It was the ninth month, on the twentieth day of the month, and all the people sat in the street of the house of God, trembling because of this matter, and for the great rain. This is a very important verse in this part of the book of Ezra, as it tells you exactly when these events came to pass, in the ninth month, on the twentieth day of the month. They decided to renew their covenant with God and put away their daughters, sons, and wives that had been made unholy by being mixed with these other nations. In Ezra 10 16-17, And the children of the captivity did so. And Ezra the priest, with certain chief of the fathers, after the house of their fathers, and all of them by their names, were separated, and sat down in the first day of the tenth month to examine the matter. And they made an end with all the men that had taken strange wives by the first day of the first month. The Lord is not easily angered. It took them fully two months to separate the men that confessed to taking strange wives, and by their own confession there were many that had done this. It took them fully two months for all those that had to confess to do so and be made clean again. The number of people that had committed this offense is staggering yet the Lord forgave them. He kept no record of their wrongs. Flash forward to the New Testament and we read the story of Peter and how he denied Christ three times before that rooster crowed. The Gospel of John gives a more detailed account of his betrayal and it is revealed that one of the kinsmen to the high priest was in the garden with Peter when he cut off his ear, yet Peter denied him to his face that no, he did not know Jesus. Luke 22:60 and 61 says that he saw the Lord after he said these things and went out and wept bitterly. Jesus, our God, did not anger. But Peter, in his own anguish from betraying Jesus so soon after Judas, gave up. He believed that what he had done was unforgivable, that their kinship could not be repaired, and that Peter was as good as dead to God. But that just isn't true, love is patient, love is kind, love keeps no record of wrongs. When the angels speak to both Marys in Mark 16 7 they tell them, But go your way, tell his disciples and Peter that he goeth before you into Galilee, there shall ye see him, as he said unto you. Jesus did not hold a grudge against Peter, he was not bitter at his denial. In fact, just the opposite, like a loving father he made it a point to call out his child by name so that his son knew he was still loved. 
But Jesus, in His mercy wasn't done with Peter yet. In John 21 Peter and Jesus have this conversation with one another, as they are finishing their meal. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again Jesus said, Simon son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Very truly I tell you, when you were younger you dressed yourself and went where you wanted, but when you are old you will stretch out your hands, and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Then he said to him, follow me. God does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. Jesus understood that Peter's commitment, and later repentance, were more than skin deep. Jesus spoke the words, Do you love me? Three times, and each time Peter answered that, Yes Lord, he did. Each time Peter spoke, I love you I can hear in my head Jesus' spirit saying, Then I forgive you. I believe that each time Peter obeyed Jesus in this passage and agreed to look after and fed his sheep God was making sure Peter understood that this mistake did not change his destiny. He was still to look after God's people, he was still to feed them the word of the Lord, and he was still to be one of God's chosen. And just as he dressed himself and did as he pleased when he was younger, the time was coming when Jesus' Spirit would dress him and lead Peter where he did not want to go. But still, he would go. Love always perseveres in its perfect, unimaginable plan for our lives. Love never fails. It never leaves us to our suffering, nor shames us for our wrongdoings. God is far more than just a feeling. God is a lifetime of dedication and encouragement of forgetting and forgiving, of choosing time and time again to overlook our failures and embrace our passions and our desire to please Him. God is the epitome of every trial that we've gone through and every blessing that we've received. We often believe that the difficulties we have in our faith set us back in our callings, but as Jesus showed Peter, there is no sin too great that it cannot be forgiven. And there is no burden too heavy that God cannot bear it. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen, and God in His mercy, gives us just that every single time. We hope for forgiveness, and in our obedience, the evidence is seen.